greatness is not this uh, wonderful, esoteric, elusive, uh, God-like feature that only the special among us are, will ever taste. You know, it's something that truly exists in all of us. It's very simple. This is what I believe, and I'm willing to die for it. Yeah. Period. It's that simple. I know who I am, and I know what I believe. I know who I am, I know who, what I believe. that's all I need to know. And that's all I, I need to know. know. So from there, you do what you need to do. Yeah. You know, and I think what happens is we make this situation more complex than it has to because be. Because we're looking for complexity. There's got to be Absolutely. something complex to understand. It right? can't be that easy. No. What's up, everybody? It's John Leppard with Sunchase Media. Thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of the House Business Podcast. Before we get into our first guest, real estate agent Laquan Hilton, let me just brief you on what to expect with this podcast. So we run a video production company here in the D.C. area. We work with a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners. There is a difference between the two uh, in organizations. And we wanted to create a platform for those individuals, not just our clients, but also others to come on and talk about what it is that they're doing, to plug their product or service, to talk about events that they have coming up, and also how they're creating change in the D.C. area. And I say D.C. area because that's where we're located. Uh, so, of course, we're going to have local guests, but we do plan on talking to others outside of D.C. and internationally. But at the end of the day, I could tell you that our goal is to inspire our listeners because being an entrepreneur myself, hanging out with them, I can tell you that entrepreneurs can be some of the most inspiring individuals. So to have them come on the show, uh, to drop some nuggets here and there, that'd be great. So without further ado, let's get right into our first guest, real estate agent, Laquan Hilton. Laquan, what's good? What's going on, John? Thanks for coming through, man. Uh, the, one of the main reasons why I have you on the show is because you are probably the busiest person that I know. <laughs> and we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into the real estate. Uh, we're going to get into uh, the uh, construction company that you started. But before we get into all that, just go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Tell the people a little bit about Laquan Hilton. Yeah, so John, I think you, you pretty much summed it up. You know, I, I have my hands in a lot of different pots. Um I just want to be welcoming as many tables as I can um, to inspire people, to give people opportunity to be a, a voice of reason. So so tell us where it all started. So one, one of the things that I am most proud about is that I, I come from a small town, Martinsville, Virginia, which is uh, a very small community. It borders North Carolina, um, very um, involved in the community. Uh, it's kind of the way I was brought up. You right. know, we were we were encouraged to to help out people to um, to really understand different points of view. So that's that's one thing that I'm very mm -hmm. proud of. I came from a very loving place. Martinsville right. is a very loving place. Um, what part of Virginia is that? Mar Martinsville is Southwest Virginia, uh, a little bit past Danville. Um, oh right, 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 right. Yeah, so that's that's where I that's where I grew up. I was. 15 years old, we left. My mom and I left. We moved to Richmond. My mom got a job transfer. Um, and uh, so I moved to Richmond and then went to Virginia State University. Word. And uh, so big uh, thanks to Virginia State University. Uh, just what, made you, uh, what made you decide on Virginia State? <laughs> 
well it's a funny story so kind of a little backdrop i i uh i, I wasn't focused in high school um so when it came time to go to college i was applying and Virginia State was one of the top places I wanted to go, and I didn't get in at first. So I called the university, and I was like, "Hey, y'all are black college, y'all. Y'all just sent me a rejection letter." You know, that's that's real interesting because the person you are today, I would have expected you to be like a 4.0 in high school valedictorian or something. No, that, not at all. So the the lady, and one thing I realized was early on in my life was I had tenacity. Right. So the lady, uh, the lady at the missions office that I called, I was pretty upset when I opened up the letter and. Uh, I said, hey, y'all, y'all didn't accept me. Y'all are a black college. I'm black. You know, y'all <laughs> supposed to accept me. Right. And uh, so she goes, uh, what's your social? And she's laughing. And she's like, you know, I like your tenacity. We're going to we're gonna accept you under uh, provision. So I had to meet with uh, one of the faculty members there every semester. And right. you know, I came in. I did really good my first semester, made 3.5. So what all of a sudden sparked this, this motivation for you to achieve academically? Because I know for me, when I made the transition from high school, the college you know coming from high school where i didn't have the highest gpa didn't you know never made the honor roll i just did enough to be eligible for baseball <laughs> um so i know for me it was just a change in environment what what sparked the uh, motivation inside of you to uh start to achieve well, uh at virginia state university i was given the subject matter that i was very interested in which was business so you know, you got got the opportunity to work with some really good people, uh, really good professors. I worked some internships and that kind of molded me and shaped me into who I needed to be. Mm -hmm. So for those people who talk about like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg not finishing college, um, why was it important for you to get your MBA and, and now you're in school to get your PhD? Why is it important for you to uh, achieve a higher education uh, and does that play a role in the success of your business every day well I, I tell you that you know first starting out and doing undergrad in business it gave me a really good foundation to understand what it takes to be successful in business to, to understand the concepts and the principles that people such as those that you mentioned use every day you mm -hmm. know unless you have a good understanding of it you're just not going to be successful at using them so that that definitely Virginia State University gave me in School of Business, uh, Reginald Lewis School of Business gave me that gave me that foundation. And then going to get an MBA, Averitt University, um, you know, it, it changed my life. An MBA would change. You know your what? Life. It, it it changed my life as well because you know it was about maturity for me. You know, getting out of college, undergrad. You know, while in undergrad, I really didn't take it too serious. It was really a grade hustle for me. <laughs> like, you know, let me get this A. Yeah. You know, I want, I want to stay in the honors dorm. But, you know, when I graduated, uh, you know, I, and I started working for a little while, I started to get a little serious about life. Yeah. And, you know, the MBA just came right on time and I, I had a different approach. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you walk into McDonald's, you don't see just a fast food restaurant. You see the marketing, you exactly. see the you see exactly. the finance, you see the HR, you yep. see all the behind And I wasn't the thinking stuff. that way with my undergrad for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It changes you. Mm -hmm. And then what what the what the PhD in public policy administration at Virginia Commonwealth University has done for me is it's given me a different perspective to to challenge um, numbers to look at things a different way in terms of uh, research. And to understand, you know, it is different ways to look at um, the numbers and everything that you're getting. So it's, it's exposed me in a more in-depth um, process. It's given me that foundation again, right. I guess, if, if you will, to look at, at things 
uh, a different way. So that's what that's given me. And, and it's opened my eyes up. I mean, we go to a lot of, you know, we go to a, a lot of classes and a lot of sharp people in these classes. And so I just understand different things from different angles and different perspectives. So, or, so you're an advocate for higher education? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think it's fundamental. Um, but I, I think that, you know, you have some people out here that are able to navigate without it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, you go get a haircut, it's $20 to get a haircut, yeah. you know, so, and they're probably cutting two or three heads, uh, you know, two, <laughs> two or money, three, pe- yeah, two or three yeah. people in mm-hmm. an hour, maybe, you know, so, and if they're good, you know, I just say that if you're going to do something, just be good at it. Yeah. There is an excellent way. Yeah. It's almost like you have to identify what your gifts are yeah. also. And if you really do need a master's degree to cut hair. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? An MBA or something like that. So, yeah. and it's also a good idea to start your business while you're in your grad program. If right. you are going that route, like say, for instance, you're starting an MBA and your sole purpose is to become an entrepreneur. You should start a business. That way you can apply what you're learning in that MBA program to your business. Exactly. So when you finished that Virginia State University, did you know that you were going to do real estate or did you have this path to go into government? Well, I was working uh, in local government at the time and then I went into federal government and my passion was always real estate. You know, I I really like real estate. So soon as, well, right before I graduated, I bought a townhouse and it needed a lot of work. So I said, okay, it's a good opportunity for me to learn some hands-on skills and, you know, learn how to put a toilet in, you know, learn how to repair a sink, learn how to tear out cabinets and re-put it, you know, re-put those back in uh, to do a lot of different things. So it it was a, was a, a house that really needed a lot of work, but I saw the potential. And that that's really what gave me the driving point to get into real estate. So what made you keep going after you received your license? Because I know people who they take all the classes, they pass all the tests, they're motivated, but then they fizzle out as soon as it gets time to do the dirty work, right? To actually get in the streets and start selling homes. So, and, and, you know, you could almost say that it's the same thing for a lot of people when when they come up with an idea, they they get excited and they get to the point where it's actually time to start doing it and they fizzle out. What made you keep going? Well, I, I had a passion for it. I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I could, um, what I really wanted to do was have a, a place where people could live and live affordably. Right. And so um, that's what really got, got me into doing real estate and investment real estate uh, on a different level. So you knew all along you were going to be in the Richmond market. I, I did. I kind of Richmond and is. What Richmond type is, of landscape was it back in two thousand and six? This is two thousand six, right? Two thousand seven. Two thousand is. It, this was like two thousand and nine time frame. Um, the the market was really down. Right. Um, I mean, it was houses had really lost value, which is a really good time to buy, because houses were like I say they were very low. So the the barrier to entry. Um, financially was lower than it was in previous years. Speaking of the Richmond market, let's talk real estate as a whole. It's now a good time to buy. And I I asked that question because, you know, lately it's kind of stabilized and you read articles and nobody's really just saying no or yes. And I'm asking you. And if you go to a real estate agent, of course, they're going to say yes because they want your business. So how about you give us some honest some honest feedback, some honest words. Well, I, I would tell you that 
me as an agent, um, I'm probably in my research and the people that I've met, I'm probably one of the very few agents that actually buy properties myself. So a lot of times you have agents that say, hey, this is a good investment property, but they don't own any investment properties themselves. Right, right. You know, you have people that are their property managers and they don't have any properties themselves. So mm -hmm. how are you going to manage somebody else's portfolio or tell somebody else that something is a good deal and you're not in the market yourself? So the typical real estate agent doesn't go that route is what I, you're saying? I, not in my research, not in what right. I found in Richmond, in the market of Richmond. Uh, not a lot of agents are buying rentals. Um, so... That, that's kind of been my my niche. So in this year, we started a new company, Hilton and & Company. Um, and Hilton & Company is a, is a company where we actually sell people houses, whether it's an investment property or the primary residence, some, a home that they're going to live in. Um, and we also offer property management services. So, and we have Unified Properties also, which is my mom and, and, my, and our brand. Mm -hmm that those are the houses that we own ourselves um, that we purchased. So we have two companies and, and I will tell you that it's a good time to buy. I'm buying. So I guess to answer your question, if I'm buying as an agent, then I would tell you that it's a good time for other people to buy. My bad. I don't mean to be on my phone, but I was actually looking up the interest rates currently. And it says that <laughs> the interest rates are as low as 3.5 right now. But uh, I heard recently, on, I think it was on CNN or something, they said the interest rates would be going up. How does that work? Like, is our interest rates really going to skyrocket in, in, in 2016? Well, I mean, if they go up, I, I mean, depending on what point they go up, they go up. You know, depending on a person's credit, depending on some other variables there, uh, somewhere right around there. And, you know, it depends on what type of loan um, that they're they're getting. Um, but... Uh, you know, if they do go up, I still think. What are the two types? Of, there's FHA and there's conventional, right? Yeah, it's it's different types of loans right. that are out there, and you know, and I think that it's important that people do their own research. They talk to a loan officer, they figure out what's the best loan for them in the situation that they're in. Exactly. I would tell people, I tell them all the time, get a fixed rate and get a get a uh, fixed rate in a in a fixed term. So no balloon mortgages, nothing like that. You know, just get a basic loan that yeah. you can afford. And just stick with it. Now, you know? what about 15 year versus 30 year? Well, I, I think that I like to pay stuff off. That's just right. Me. So I, I don't yeah. like to be in debt. So, but I mean, it's a huge difference though financially, right? Your monthly cost is going to go up by at least a couple hundred dollars, right? Yeah, if you can afford it, right. you know, I would tell you go to. Uh, are you getting a better interest rate if you go 15 year? A lot of times you are. Sometimes you are, um, and and that's the advantage of doing a 15 year mortgage versus doing a 30 year mortgage. Right, right. So, um, you know, it's it's all it all depends on what type of loan product you're getting. So, so Richmond, let's talk Richmond. Um, when I was in school in the 804 uh, back in early 2000, uh, Richmond was not in the best shape. But I keep hearing things now, and I've seen it for myself. Richmond is actually on the come up. So, what makes uh, Richmond the uh, the place to be right now? I, I think it's proximity to so many so many other locations. Uh, so you know, you're two hours from the beach. You're two hours mm. from DC. You're two hours from North Carolina. You're two hours or less than that from the mountains. 
Richmond's the capital of Virginia. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of good things going on. You have a lot of universities between Virginia Commonwealth University, University of Richmond, Virginia State University, University of uh, Virginia, Virginia Union University. You have a lot of different uh, educational opportunities there. Um, so, I mean, it's just, and then you have, you have the largest DuPont plant there. You have uh, Philip Morris. It's a lot right. of different things that are going on in Richmond. And I just so, think that that people just really need to stop and pay attention to really what's going on in, in, in Richmond. Cool, cool. Now, for, for real estate, the game has changed a little bit because it's now easier to communicate with the client, right? Yeah. So you are able to send them a document through email and they could just sign it right there on the spot, right? Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah, so, we, yeah, we use that that program. We have Authentisign. So, you know, you don't have, it's no more printing out documents and signing. Right. We yeah. made it a lot easier. It's no excuse, really. I mean, it's, that really makes the game a lot easier. And I know for my business, I don't have to give people DVDs like, hand it to them face to face i can literally just send them a download link right so it's really getting easy out here for entrepreneurs to start a business and not have to leave the house in some cases yeah i mean you definitely gotta leverage technology yeah yeah leveraging technology wow technology is crazy things are getting smaller faster and more affordable yeah so speaking of technology right so and i thought about this randomly recently um what would happen if let's say for instance zillow the real estate website were to strike a deal with uber right and they have an app where you and your wife, you want to go look at a home and you contact Zillow and Zillow will send a driver to your house and take you to the home. And you give, you know, they give you the combo and, and you get to see the house for yourself. And when you want to buy, you, you go talk to Zillow. You're nowhere in that equation. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So is something like that going to like interrupt your uh, your business? Because some people might say that you're not bringing any value outside of taking us to these homes. I, I would disagree. You know, it, it's just like uh, the other day I was showing a house and the husband didn't like something and the, the wife was on the fence about it. And I kind of saw that. But I, it was a it was a very good house. Uh, primary residence for them. They were going to move into the house. And I said, hey, you know, I was giving them some ideas, you know, put some French doors up. Right. Um, you know. It's definitely, I think that agents who are engaged, who are um, knowledgeable about um, just different ideas, mm -hmm. I think will never uh, be uh, cut out of the market. They they're always have their lion's share of the market. When is it time to fire an agent? When you feel the agent is not really working in your best interest, you know. Well, um, and, and as an agent, does there come a time when you do kind of fizzle out and be like, okay, I'm not going to pay that much attention to these guys. That house is not selling. I'm done for now. Yeah. I, I try to stay engaged, you know. So um, whether I, I call a, a client and say, hey, can we reduce the price a little bit? Um, mm. You know, can we, you know, maybe – Come over, I'll help you stage a little bit better. Gotcha. You know, those sort of things. I think that you got to figure out why the house is not selling. And that, that's been one of my um, claims to fame, if you will, is just really being able to be engaged and understand why things are not selling. And what's the longest that, what's the longest one of your homes have stayed on the market? Uh, I mean, it's been a while. I can have one that's on the market now. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's really crazy trying to. Is it like a two year situation or? No, no, it's, it's been probably like about five or six months. You know, I, I told him we, yeah, I told him we need to reduce the price, you know, and a lot of times when you reduce the price, it, when those MLS searches that I, I spoke about earlier, right. they, um, 
it pops up that the price has been decreased. So it pops right. up at the top of the mar- uh, the top of the list again. And a lot of times that will engage buyers to to take a look at it. Like, oh yeah, the price reduced. So let me let me take a look at this. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there money in real estate? I'll tell you that it is. You make a good living. Yeah. Because you know it's funny because there are some real estate agents that I know who have been doing this for a very long time. So clearly it has to be lucrative. It it is. It is, especially if you're a person of integrity. You know, it's just Mm. really, really doing the right thing for the right reasons. So that's really what set us apart, you know, especially with unified properties, the properties that we own ourselves. I've said this and, you know, I'll, I'll continue to say it in this interview setting and in other places that I would live in any one of those properties. Mm. Those are very nice houses. So what we offer um, is is very affordable, but very nice houses. So like a lot of times, you know, we, we might we do market research and let, let's just say that the average rent is a thousand dollars a month. And, and that's that's kind of what I'm finding in, in the Richmond market, mm-hmm. you know, that we invest in. Well, we might set our rent at 975 or 950. That way, you know, we we still make what we need to make in order to pay the bills on it um, and to carry the property. But we also give residents the opportunity to move move into something that's very nice. Right. right and right. so that that's kind of that's been our hallmark is making it affordable for people. And that's kind of where my research came in at Virginia Commonwealth University um, with the homelessness. You know, they one of the barriers or one of the reasons why there was so much homelessness is because of the lack of affordable housing. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us some advice? Yeah, drop some jewels for us to pick up. What you got? I, I'll just tell you that uh, one, first of all, is a lot of times when God gives you a vision, you just chase it. It doesn't matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if you're if you're hungry. You're, you're chasing that vision. So I, I think that God has given me. I know that God has given me a vision. And I'm chasing that vision. Um, number two is just having a strong team. So can't do it alone. Yeah, you can't. You yeah. know, I, I I tell you, I, I've said this before. You know, um, you know that's why they built the assembly line. Ford Motor Company had an assembly line. Right. You, it's more efficient when you have a team. Teamwork is a very big key to anything that you do. Anything great, it had a team. Exactly. It had two hands. It had more than two hands. It had more than two eyes. You know, nobody to get the to get the ball down the field, down the court. It takes multiple people. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, with my mom, she she has her her strong points, and we really build on her strong points, which are financing and making sure everything's paid and making sure things are a good deal. Um, and I'm more so kind of the hands and feet of the company kind of running and doing what we need to do. And so, you know, we have our roles, you know, that that we take on for our, our company, but also we have some really strong partners. So if we need, you know, flooring or we need, you know, whatever we need, we know who to go to. It's just like the assembly line. You know, when that when that that car gets to the end of the line, doesn't have any door handles, mm-hmm. you know who to go to. Right. And it's the same thing. We have a process we've created and that's what's made us very successful. Um, and, and so the, the construction side, you know, we, we, we do a lot of our own uh, subcontracting out when we have uh, houses that we own. We don't do any construction for properties that we don't own. Okay. So it's that's the kind of construction side of it that we look at. And um, that's just really been the key, you know, it's just really having strong teams. So you're on an island, 
you can only have five, no, three apps on your on your iPhone. <laughs> what are those three apps? Come on, man. You don't listen uh, to music? The calendar. Yeah, I listen to music. I love podcasts. Okay. So I download a lot of podcasts every week. But that's not one of your top three that you absolutely have to have. Yeah, I would I would want to have I would definitely want to have that. Yeah, so, so the podcast. So, so music access. Okay. Yeah, music access. So music app. And I gotta have phone because I gotta call somebody to come pick me up. But that's but you already have your phone, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so what, what three apps? So you have I have other phone apps that, what that app? bring come so on, try to put people on here, man. <laughs> like what three apps must you have? Like what's your favorite three apps? Google Drive. What? Because your documents. All right. I don't know. You got me on that. Yeah, one. nah. Uh so okay. give me Instagram, Park Mobile, and uh, iTunes. Okay, you can give me Alarm.com because I can keep track of my my properties on on gotcha. Alarm.com. Okay, and give me iTunes because I, I definitely want definitely want to listen to some music while I'm out there. And give me a note taker so I can okay. jot down some notes that I yeah stay some, productive and. Yeah, take care thing. of some business. Things that I have in my mind, I can. You know what? I might need my Gmail app. <laughs> Gmail is big. Yeah, I might need to keep in touch with my clients. Yeah. So okay, Gmail, iTunes, and Instagram. Boom. That's it for me. Yeah, I say I say iTunes, Gmail, and Craigslist. Okay. What you gonna do on Craigslist? You're on the island. Yeah, but I can post properties. There you go. <laughs> there you go, man. All right. Laquan, man. Thanks for coming through. Hey, thank you, John. Uh, yeah, man. Man, thank you to Laquan for coming through and, and talking to us about real estate. Uh, make sure y'all like, subscribe, follow, all that. We are at Sunchase Media. Uh, also, go to YouTube where uh, we, we record uh, the behind the scenes of each recording. So that you're able to put a face to the name of, uh, of our guest. Uh, but yeah, sunchasemedia.com for your video production needs, man. Once again, shout out to Laquan Hilton. And uh, yeah, I'll catch up with y'all next episode.